Psalms chapter 30, 10 through 12. Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness, to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. It is assured, even promised, that you will have problems and troubles in this life. But be confident of this one thing. God is an ever-present help in the time of trouble, and He knows those who trust in Him. I am reminded of Second Chronicles 16.9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward Him. It is enormously comforting to know that Jesus Christ is the Lord of glory and that his blood has washed away the sins and his promises support all who trust in him. Have you found this place of peace and promise? Have you been born again? Have you exercised childlike faith and watched your troubles melt away into God's solutions? God said, man said, has good news for you. Today is your day of salvation. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subjects. God said, Psalms 33, 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, James 3, 1 through 10, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold how great a matter a little fire kindleth, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison." Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. God said, Second Corinthians ten four through 5 For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. God said, Proverbs 18.21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Man said Christians have to check their brains at the door when they attend church services. Now the record. During the last days, believers will find themselves in a very tough place. For us, harnessing the power of the Word of God is imperative. Regressing to childlike faith will be central. Be of good cheer, for all power and authority has been given to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is God Said, Man Said, feature 479. 
These features prove the full veracity of the Holy Bible. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. These messages are all archived in text and streaming audio. They are freely given as long as they are used in like manner. Welcome to God Said, Man Said. We're honored to have your presence. If God created everything out of words, literally speaking all into existence with his words, and he did, then there should be proof everywhere, and there is. As scientists began to understand DNA, they were shocked at what they found. They discovered a four-letter alphabet. From this alphabet, all the instructions for the construction of the human being, as well as all other living creatures, are recorded. Then it was discovered that these instructions are recorded in sentences, paragraphs, and chapters, literally the written book of life. Now they've discovered that on board is an extremely highly sophisticated, superhuman proofreading and editing department. Yes, words, even words invisible to the naked eye. A few paragraphs from the amazing God Said, Man Said feature, words and neuropeptides, will be reviewed here to set the stage for one of science's newest discoveries. This feature deals with the power of words. At the end of this article, we will list related subjects. They will surely help you in the quest of fully harnessing the tongue. These are the very last days, brethren, and all of our skills and powers will need to be employed. Everything is literally constructed directly or indirectly out of words. Students of the Bible have some understanding of this principle. Years ago, I was talking to a man about Jesus Christ. He told me that what I had to offer was just words, as though words were of no consequence. I asked him, what if I can prove to you that all things are created from words? He answered me in a challenging tone, try it. The following explanation ensued. I asked him how he arrived at the event we were attending. He said he had driven up in his car. I told him I would prove that his auto was a simple compilation of words. I explained, long before the first car was ever created, a man rode down the road in a horse-drawn buckboard, taking all day to do what takes just minutes in our modern vehicles. The man thought, boy, I'd love to have a horseless carriage. Those were silent words within his head. He went home, grabbed a tablet and a pencil, and wrote down his plan to create a horseless carriage, written words. I asked the man with whom I was speaking what we had so far, and he rightly responded, words. Next, the excited inventor went out into the field and dug up some iron ore, etc., that God had spoken into existence out of that which is invisible, processed it into steel, and drove away in the first car his horseless carriage. I asked my friend, what is a car made of? He responded, words. Everything is made of words, God's words. Learning to speak the language of unfeigned faith is such a marvelous thing. When we become born again, we enter the invisible kingdom of God. Jesus said in Luke seventeen twenty and 21, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here, or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. This new life in the invisible kingdom has a totally new language. Speaking this new language is imperative. Proverbs 18.21, quoted earlier, reads, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. We must be extremely careful of what we say. 
James 3, 6, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and is set on fire of hell. Can it be literally true? Can death and life be in the power of a man's tongue? Can the tongue actually literally defile the whole body? The answers are being revealed in the latest discoveries of today's field of neuroscience. How do thoughts, words, enter my body and cause death or life? How can just words turn into sickness and disease? The following paragraphs are from a book titled Deadly Emotions, under the heading How Emotions Turn into Disease, written by uh, Dr. Colbert, M.D., we found these, uh, this following information. We can sum up in one word the basic communication link between what we think in the brain and what we experience in the cells of the body, neuropeptides. Now, before your eyes glaze over and you assume that I'm going to assault you with a lot of medical mumbo-jumbo, let me assure you that I'm going to describe the physical process of how emotions turn into disease in very simple terms. Those of you who are physicians or medical researchers may find this explanation oversimplified, but I ask for your patience. Dr. Candace Pert a noted stress researcher demonstrated that a certain class of our immune cells, the monocytes, have tiny molecules on their surface called neuroreceptors that are a perfect fit for neuropeptides. All of the monocytes have these receptor sites. The brain produces the neuropeptides, which are chains of amino acids, and conducts them along the nervous cells throughout the body. They are like the keys that fit into the molecular lock of every cell of the body. Dr. Pert has called them bits of brain floating through the body. The brain talks to the immune cells all over the body, and in turn, the immune cells communicate back to the brain using these messengers called neuropeptides. If your brain interprets physical perceptions as anger, fear, or depression, every immune cell of your body knows that interpretation very quickly End of quote. Controlling our thoughts and thus our reactions to situations is a matter of words. I am personally in the marketing business, the word business. Over the years, my company has conducted marketing campaigns for various healthcare providers. In promoting one particular field, we would list a chart of symptoms that suggested you might as a customer need attention. Nearly everyone alive would identify with two or more of the symptoms. Let's see how words convert to the physical. You're driving down the road in your word-made vehicle, and your radio is emitting words discussing a dreaded disease. You can relate to a couple of the listed signs that suggest you may have a problem. You are alarmed. You buy into it. For example, let's suppose the dreaded disease is cancer. Immediately, your brain produces messengers called neuropeptides, which are dispatched to the immune cells at around 200 miles per hour. The immune cells have tiny molecules on their surface called neuroreceptors, which are locked shut. Only the neuropeptide has the key that opens the door, which gives the word message it carries access to the immune system. Simultaneously, billions of immune cells have their doors thrown open when the neuropeptide shouts, Bad, bad news! You have cancer! You're going to die! Woe is me! What will happen to my family? Etc., etc. The body immediately begins to react to the words it hears literally at the cellular level. Now the nocebo effect enters the equation, 
and the spiraling down continues, end of quote. A similar discovery outlined above by Dr. Pert was just reported in the April 23 through 29, 2010 issue of the International Jerusalem Post under the title, Scientists Identify Smoking Gun of Stress-Related Diseases. Several short paragraphs follow. They found that all the body's systems are involved in the stress response, which evolved to deal with threats and danger. Behavioral changes tied to stress include heightened anxiety and concentration, while other changes in the body include heat generation, changes in the metabolism of various substances, and even changes in food preferences. The Wiseman team suspected that a protein known as urocortin 3 was involved in uh, the tying all of these together. Produced in certain brain cells, especially in times of stress, it is known to play a role in regulating the body's stress response. These nerve cells have extensions that act as highways to speed UCN3 onto two other sites in the brain, one in the hypothalamus, the brain's center, for hormonal regulation of basic bodily functions, overseeing, among other things, substance exchange and feelings of hunger and satiety. The other is involved in regulating behavior, including anxiety levels. Nerve cells in both of these areas have special receptors for UCN3 on their surfaces, and the protein binds to these receptors to uh, initiate the stress response. The researchers developed a new finely tuned method for influencing the activity of a single gene in one area in the brain, using it to increase the amounts of UCN3 produced in just that location. They found that heightened levels of the protein produced two different effects. The mice's anxiety-related behavior increased, and their bodies also want, underwent excuse me, metabolic changes. With excess UCN3, their bodies burn more sugar, and fewer fatty acids and their, met- and their metabolic rate sped up. These mice began to show signs of the first stages of type 2 diabetes. A drop in uh, muscle sensitivity to insulin delayed sugar uptake by the cells, resulting in raised sugar levels in the blood. The pancreas then produced extra insulin to make up uh, the perceived deficit. We showed that the actions of a single gene in just one part of the brain can have profound effects on the metabolism of the whole body, says Chen. This mechanism, which appears to be a smoking gun tying stress levels to metabolic disease, might in the future point the way toward the treatment or prevention of a number of stress-related diseases, end of quote. Dr. Colbert noted that the American Institute of Stress reports that 75 to 90 percent of all visits to primary care physicians are the result of stress-related disorders. Neuroscientist Andrew Newberg and clinical therapist Mark Waldman in their book, How God Changes Your Brain, note, and as most people know, stress is the number one killer in America because it damages every organ in the body, especially the brain, end of quote. How we think, silent words, and speak about the circumstances that play out before us dictate stress levels, and your words will dictate the outcome. Truly, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Psychologists employ a principle in word therapy called positive reframing, which simply means taking a bad picture and reframing it. Unfortunately, this technique has its obvious shortcomings. 
God's Word, on the other hand, gives Christ's followers a clearly defined promise solution for every one of life's problems. God underwrites these promise solutions with the glorious power of the Holy Ghost, angels, and sundry support ministries. Biblically reframing life's bad pictures as the belie- is the believer's power, excuse me, and it is fully supported by the full faith and credit of the kingdom of God. Not empty words, but miracle-laced confessions. Just one example follows of dissolving stress with childlike faith in the spoken word of God. Problem. You receive an ominous letter from the Internal Revenue Service communicating to you that you are being audited. Demands are made that you prove the accuracy of the past three years of tax returns. Solution. When you know your steps are ordered by the Lord, shifting stress is easily accomplished. God said, man said, recommends that you take three by five index cards and write the following passages on the cards. Carry them in your pocket and read them several times daily. This is the solution. Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Psalms thirty four nineteen. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. As you speak with confidence these words of faith, stress will disappear, and your childlike faith in Jesus Christ, the Word of God, will triumph. This procedure will work in any stressful situation. As a saint of God, this is what you are expected to do. Dissolve stress-filled thoughts, words, with the all-powerful biblical reframing secret. You will not be disappointed. This is the process by which we bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, 2 Corinthians 10.5. Thousands of years before man began to understand, God declared it in his inerrant word. God said, Psalms 33.6, By the word of God were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. God said, 2 Corinthians 10.4 and 5, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. God said, Proverbs 18:21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Man said, Christians have to check their brains at the door when they attend church services. Now you have the record.